Welcome to Heartland for Children's Let's Talk About It podcast, where we provide education and resources for family matters in Polk, Highlands, and Hardy counties. We're so glad that you've joined us. So now, let's talk about it. Hi, and welcome to Heartland for Children's Let's Talk About It podcast. My name is Natalia Clemens, and I am the Community Engagement Specialist here at Heartland for Children. And I am here with Carolyn Burnett, but I'm gonna let her introduce herself. Yes, I'm Carolyn Burnett. I am the Reading Pals Program Manager for United Way of Central Florida. Well, we are so excited to have you here. We have heard so much. We have partnered with you. Um, We're excited about what you're doing in the community with Reading Pals. And so we would just want to unpack a little bit about the history of Reading Pals, what it's doing in our community. But first, I want to get to know you. So how did you get started? You know, with Reading Pals United Way, tell us a little bit about your history. Okay, well, I moved here about six years ago, and I have had 40 years of experience in education, professionally at all levels, uh, and in volunteering. I've actually volunteered for Reading Pals before I I worked with Reading Pals. wonderful. And so I have a heart for literacy uh, and experiential education. I believe in what Reading Pals does, and so I, that's how I, uh, when the job came available, I jumped at the chance to be able to be part of this wonderful program. I love that. So tell us about Reading Pals. What is it? What can we expect from it? What, is, what do you guys do? Okay, um, well, Reading Pals go into the classrooms, uh, kindergarten classrooms, one day or more, if they'd like, for an hour uh, a week throughout the school year. And they work with a kindergarten, with two kindergartners um, for a half an hour and then another two kindergartners for a half an hour. They work with the same kindergartners throughout the year to create a relationship. And those kindergartners actually, um, they're Monday, Wednesday groups and then there are Tuesday, Thursday groups. So they work with um, a volunteer two days a week for half an hour because more than that for a kindergarten is so really too much. volunteer, a person in our community signs mm-hmm. up to come. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously there's background checks and all sort of requirements before yes. you know entering schools, but then they come in and they just help read with kindergartners. Is that yes. the idea? Yes, and there is a program though that okay. we provide and we do provide training. There's a two hour training before okay. you go in and yes indeed there is a background mm-hmm. check through Polk County Schools. Okay. So all of that is done before a volunteer goes into the classroom. So, so why do we need this? We need this because 50 per, over 50%, actually, statistics since COVID show that almost 60% of our kindergartners in Polk County are not prepared uh, to thrive in school. 60%, six uh, out almost, of 10 kids. Almost 60%, yeah, wow. it's, uh, it's actually was um, 41% were ready. Wow. So that means 59% are not, so in Polk County. Um, there are 10% of the schools within the state that are lower than that, and the average for the state is 50%. So we have a need in our state. So what does this. that mean when a child isn't prepared in, in literacy? What does that mean for their future? Uh, reading uh, is the number one indicator of life and academic success. Wow. So it means that they are going to, a child who starts behind stays behind. Mm. So they are really going to struggle throughout. And of course, reading is so valuable for every part of life. So it's not just the, the literacy to get through mm. school, but it's the literacy to uh, excel in life. Gotcha, that's mm. incredible. 
Um, so what does it mean to, just to go back to the volunteering part of mm -hmm. Reading Pals? So let's say I'm a person in our community that wants to sign up. What do I do? You would. You can do several things. You can call United Way of Central Florida, and you can um, you can ask for me, Carolyn Burnett, and they will connect you with me. Um, or you can go on to our website, which is uwcf.org/readingpals, and you will find an application there, and you can fill out the application and email it to me and uh, we'll get you started. Wonderful. We are, uh, we are in 14 schools mm -hmm. and uh, 59 classrooms when we're fully staffed. COVID made a difference in our staffing sure. uh, levels, so we are still building that back up. Uh, but we are um, we are going to keep adding volunteers yeah. until we are fully staffed. When fully staffed, we will have uh, 236 volunteers. Oh wow! In, and we will be serving 472 students. Uh, right now, we have 110 active volunteers okay. as of December, and there are more actually who have uh, who have been trained, but for one reason or another are not able to be in the classroom at this moment. Um, but we uh, and we have served 320 students over the 10 years of Reading Pals. Over 3,000 students have been served, and our statistics show that they have shown measurable increases mm -hmm. uh, by third grade uh, wow. in their literacy rates. It really is important to teach children literacy and reading and a love for reading. Yes at a very early age. Yes, and that is the other piece to Reading Pals. Because we create that connection, we then allow them to see that reading is can be fun mm -hmm. and that it isn't something that's just a chore. Right. And that's our goal as well, because we know that that is what is going to create lifelong readers, mm -hmm. and that's our that's and our how true do you goal. Do that? How do you do that? Because I know that Reading Pals, you guys have different packages and bundles and creative ways that you reach out to kids. So how do you do that? Uh, well, we do that first through creating that connection. And our volunteers will tell you it's a win-win. I've had many volunteers send me emails thanking us mm -hmm. for this opportunity for them. One of our board members is actually a reading pal. And he said he came to me and he said, Carolyn, I'm a grandfather. And I knew what this would do for the children. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what this would do for me. Wow. And so it was just a, you know, it's just a, a total win-win. Mm -hmm. But we do provide other other opportunities as well because we know that winter break and summer break are times where the students um, read less and have less opportunity to read we send home book bundles we have a book bundle here that w actually went out for our uh, for our winter break this year uh, and we send out books and uh, for them to have and keep. So this isn't something that has to come back. It mm -hmm. is something that goes into their homes to keep. Many of these children aren't the ones who will be able to buy books at the Scholastic sure. Book Fairs or mm -hmm. other things. So this allows them to have books in their home that they will be able to read and to share with their family. And what kind of books are we talking about? 
um, their books at their level. The uh, the books that went home for the winter break were books, many of them were books that they had already read over the semester mm -hmm. so that then they were able to share them and to have some knowledge of those books to be able to share. Our books that will be going home for the summer will be a little bit different um, and we send home an activity guide for the parents uh, to be able to have so that they can have fun activities so that they, they do. So they can participate So too. that they participate yeah. as well. That is our goal, that everyone participates uh, in, in this uh, opportunity. Wonderful. Carolyn, tell me a little bit more about the history of Reading Pals. Well, we have been doing Reading Pals for 10 years uh, with United Way of Central Florida. It was the heart of uh, Carol Jenkins Barnett um, and her husband Barney. Um, she, I, I understand that Carol uh, would go to conferences and she would come back with wonderful ideas. And this was one of those where she had gone to a conference, she came back and she saw that this would affect literacy within Florida. And so she shared uh, uh, that idea. Uh, um, the children's movement uh, is now the management, has always been the, the managing uh, group uh, for Reading Pals. Mm -hmm. And so that is how we began and it has been going ever since for, uh, for that time. We are now in 15 different locations throughout the state of Florida. Our program, I'm proud to say, is one of the top three uh, in, in the state and we hope to keep growing and making that, uh, you know, pushing that up even further. Not because we want to be number one in state, but really we know that when we are doing that, we're making difference for right. more children and right. that is our, our ultimate goal. So I was recently at a um, conference where there was um, someone who spoke on the importance of literacy and the mm -hmm. example that they used is that they gave us all books that had a ton of the words whited out. Mm -hmm. So we were only able to read a few words from that sentence and the example, the, the reason why she was doing that so that we could feel what it feels like to be, you know, a young child, a student. Um, just while the rest of the class is able to read an entire sentence, what it, what it would feel like not to know and or understand these words. And that a lot of our children, particularly in Polk County, they don't have that level of understanding of all those words. They don't know that many words. Um, have you seen that? What do you guys do to address that? What are your thoughts on that? Well, that's absolutely true, and I actually remember a similar uh, activity when I was in school, um, and uh, our professor gave us uh, something that had just gibberish words, mm -hmm. and we had to try to, well, they weren't really gibberish, they, they meant something, but we had no idea, but we could, and we couldn't decipher it. So there are lots of ways to address that, but when, when we are reading with the children and they are learning in the classroom, they can start to identify words that they are, that they are learning. But even just hearing the um, how words are are shared in books, uh, being able to um, just pull all of that together is a wonderful way to continue the literacy process. Mm -hmm. Literacy isn't something that starts that that we learn right now and then it stops. It right. is something that that is a, on a continuum. So I, I too am a child, was a child who struggled um, with uh, with reading right. and I still, it is still something that is, that I work through and I've mm -hmm. had to learn strategies to, to work through that. So it is, it is an ongoing thing for these students and sometimes it's not that they don't know the words, right. it's just that they read more slowly, yeah. which was my issue. 
I, I knew the words, I just didn't read as quickly as others. And if I was combined with another student who did and I couldn't keep up, I told them to go on and I missed it. Mm -hmm. I was uh, able to create other strategies that helped me to succeed in school. Mm -hmm. But some students do and some students don't. And that's how we come alongside and we, we help them. We also provide social emotional uh, piece to mm -hmm. our, our program where we've asked teachers to give us students who may have academic need but also who may have social emotional needs as well. And mm -hmm. then they are able to come alongside, our volunteers are able to come alongside and to support those students, we talk a little bit in training about how to bring out the social-emotional pieces within the story. How did the characters react? Right, right. What, were, you know, what were the ways that they were uh, able to overcome that issue? Uh, so those are things that we, we also do in the Reading Pals. Gotcha. So what does training look like for a volunteer? Training, uh, when you come in, you uh, we have uh, a notebook that you will receive mm -hmm. and uh, we go through all of the different things, what it means to go into the classroom and you know what, how we are, things we can do and things we can't do within the classroom. Um, we talk about uh, just how strategies for working with students, strategies for social emotional support. Mm -hmm. uh, we talk about what the curriculum looks like and how to how to utilize that when you're in the when the classroom with the children. Mm -hmm. We also talk about the fact that it's a guide. It's yeah. not a you know it's not mm -hmm. an absolute because they will get to know those students yeah. and we want them to help them in ways that they need. So mm -hmm. it is a guide for them. So we provide that information gotcha. as well as many other things that they may need to know in that in two hours. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So I'm a volunteer. I'm getting to the school. You know, I'm participating. What can I expect that to look like when I when I you know actually volunteer on campus? Sure. When you walk in, uh, you will first, of course, uh, sign in at the at the desk at mm -hmm. the front desk, and then you will go to your classroom. In the classroom will be your kit box uh, that you have that you will be using, and you will probably either be you have to be in the classroom. You have to be within sight by. Uh, background check rules, uh, you need to be in sight of a staff member. So you will either be in the classroom, perhaps with your back to the to the students, uh, the other students in the class, or you will be in a glassed-in room that mm -hmm. might be between the classrooms, but you must be in sight of a staff member. Okay. And then um, you will you you will read your book. You will bring it out. There will be an opening activity mm -hmm. that you that you can do. There will be then reading the book, and then you d there are activities that you can do after you have read the book, and so. That's basically how that it works. It's pretty easy. And it's very easy. And you work with two students for half an hour, as I'd said before, and then another student, another two students for another half an hour. Wow. Okay. So, do you have any stories, success stories, or just um, testimonials of children who have participated in this program or families and what it's meant to them? We've had over the years some videos with students, um, you know, just saying uh, thank you, families who have, have said thank you. One of our volunteers um, had a number of letters. Our volunteers are usually the ones who get the letters, the thank you letters mm -hmm. and what it means. And, and I had one volunteer last year who came to me and, you know, said, I 
it's just been so wonderful and these families have been so appreciative of what I have been able to do as I've been working with the students. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times it comes to us that way yeah. through the volunteers who share. And in, we have an appreciation event at the end of the year for all of our volunteers, for the school personnel, and I have reached out and asked for testimonials to be sent to me and stories to be sent to me that we will share with at the appreciation event with everyone. So. I love that we have this program in our community. I love that you guys are here. Um, well, I think that we need to, to reiterate that families, you know, it is so important that they read with, with their children. There's a story that I, uh, that I share, a uh, couple of stories that I share. One is of a child who has a, about a three-year-old child in a video who has a book in front of her. And instead of turning pages, she is swiping up on the book. Mm -hmm. So it is so important that our children learn about books and how to read books, the parts of the book, and uh, and what books can do for them. Mm -hmm. So I think that is a piece that is that is really important. And we would love to grow this. And I've had many schools, many, you know, many people say, well, I would love to see it in this school. And I would volunteer if it was in that school. Unfortunately, with funding and all of those and just logistics, I, it, it's not possible right now. But we would love, of course, to grow it and have it be even more uh, yeah, mm. within the community. So I have a question, just because I'm curious, as we are in the digital age and you, we were talking about screens and how it's so prevalent and it's just kind of that go-to for children. Um, you've been a part of Reading Pals now for, for some time. Have you seen the difference with children? Um, is, it, is it becoming more difficult for literacy because of the rise of screen usage? Is it um, attention? You know, can you tell us a little bit about what's happening since you guys are boots on the ground with a lot of our children who are struggling with literacy? It is um, a struggle with uh, with screen time and, and that sort of thing. It's also a struggle because literally a lot of our young teachers and our young families have not been in homes that read themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's something where we really need to help people to realize the value and the joy of reading. Once again, we want this to be something that's fun mm -hmm. and that isn't a chore because that that is what will create lifelong readers. And so it, it is a it is a challenge with the with the age that we're in, but it's not something that's insurmountable. Right. We can certainly make lots of inroads to to the joys of reading. And reading is done online as well. Gotcha. Uh, but what we found is there's not quite anything like having mm -hmm. the tactile piece of the book in your hand. Actually, statistics have shown that there is something very um, valuable in having actually a book in your hand and, and reading reading in that way. So if I'm someone who, maybe I'm not able to volunteer, but I love what you're doing, um, mm -hmm. how do I support you? Well, um, we we do need funds, and um, that would be reaching out to United Way of Central Florida and, um, and providing funding that way. We do have other, at times, we do have other activities. We do book bundlings, and we do 
uh, I put notebooks together and, and mm -hmm. appreciation gifts together and things like that. So if somebody wanted to help in that way and not be in the classroom, there are things that they may be able to do. And again, if they just reach out to me at United Way of Central Florida, then I can see what we can do to help them yeah. in that way, to become a volunteer Do you ever way. have people donate books to you? We have, uh, we would need to vet those. They need to be yeah. new books, mm -hmm. and, um, and we do have a process to make sure that they're the right level of book uh, right. that we're sending home with the children. We do have other programs at United Way also where we give books away uh, to families, so that Yes, we, we can take books, uh, but we have to kind of make sure, sure. that they're the, the right books to be giving out to the children at the ages that we're, we're providing for. Exactly. Well, mm -hmm. wonderful. Well, Carolyn, thank you so much for coming out and speaking with us and telling us a little bit more about Reading Pals. Um, like I said earlier, I'm just so excited that we have this program in our community, and I'm really, I think, from what it sounds like, this year, a 2023 goal is really to get uh, quite a few. What's that number of volunteers that we really want to see this year? We need 236. Mm -hmm. uh, what we're looking at, though, is if we can, we have found that 80% of our volunteers returned from the past. So okay. it, what we're hoping is that if we can get them boots on the ground now, yeah. we'll do we'll do training again in the summer, and then they will be ready to start right away at the beginning of the year, so that our next year will be even better than this year. Wonderful. Okay, mm -hmm. so. You've heard it, um, Reading Pals is in need of volunteers, those who um, are just passionate about seeing our children succeed in literacy. Um, and it sounds like it's pretty easy to get involved. So please reach out to Carolyn, the United Way, and our Reading Pals program. Thank you so much, Carolyn. Thank you for having me. So appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you for listening to Heartland for Children's Let's Talk About It podcast. There is a great need for foster families who are willing to open their hearts and homes to teens, sibling groups, and children with special needs. To learn more, check out the description for resources or visit heartlandforchildren.org.